This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Have you ever seen those bumper stickers that say, my boss is a Jewish carpenter? What does the Jewishness of Jesus mean for us as Christ followers? Stay tuned to learn more about Jennifer Rosner's new book, Finding Messiah. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Judges chapter 3. These were the nations the Lord permitted to remain so He could use them to test Israel. He wanted to test all those who had not experienced battle against the Canaanites. He left those nations simply because he wanted to teach the subsequent generations of Israelites who had not experienced the earlier battles how to conduct holy war. These were the nations, the five lords of the Philistines, all the Canaanites, the Sidonians, and the Hivites living in Mount Lebanon from Mount Baal Harmon to Lebel Hamath. They were left to test Israel so the Lord would know if his people would obey the commands he gave their ancestors through Moses. The Israelites lived among the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. They took the Canaanites' daughters as wives and gave their daughters to the Canaanites. They worshipped their gods as well. Othniel, a model leader. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. They forgot the Lord their God and worshipped the Baals and the Asherahs. The Lord was furious with Israel and turned them over to King Kushan Rishathaim of Arman Haraim. They were Kushan Rishathaim's subjects for eight years. When the Israelites cried out for help to the Lord, he raised up a deliverer for the Israelites who rescued them. His name was Othniel, son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother. The Lord's spirit empowered him and he led Israel. When he went to do battle, the Lord handed over to him King Kushan Rishathaim of Armon, and he overpowered him. The land had rest for forty years. Then Othniel, son of Kanaz, died. Deceit, assassination, and deliverance. The Israelites again did evil in the Lord's sight. The Lord gave King Eglon of Moab control over Israel because they had done evil in the Lord's sight. Eglon formed alliances with the Ammonites and Amalekites. He came and defeated Israel and they seized the city of date palm trees. The Israelites were subject to King Eglon 
of Moab for 18 years. When the Israelites cried out for help to the Lord, he raised up a deliverer for them. His name was Ehud, son of Gerah, the Benjamite, a left-handed man. The Israelites sent him to King Eglon of Moab with their tribute payment. Ehud made himself a sword. It had two edges and was 18 inches long. He strapped it under his coat on his right thigh. He brought the tribute payment to King Eglon of Moab. Now, Eglon was a very fat man. After Ehud brought the tribute payment, he dismissed the people who had carried it. But he went back once he reached the carved images at Gilgal. He said to Eglon, I have a secret message for you, O king. Eglon said, Be quiet. All his attendants left. When Ehud approached him, he was sitting in his well-ventilated upper room all by himself. Ehud said, I have a message from God for you. When Eglon rose up from his seat, Ehud reached with his left hand, pulled the sword from his right thigh, and drove it into Eglon's belly. The handle went in after the blade, and the fat closed around the blade, for Ehud did not pull the sword out of his belly. As Ehud went out into the vestibule, he closed the doors of the upper room behind him and locked them. When Ehud had left, Eglon's servant came and saw the locked doors of the upper room. They said he must be relieving himself in the well-ventilated inner room. They waited so long they were embarrassed, but he still did not open the doors of the upper room. Finally, they took the key and opened the doors. Right before their eyes was their master sprawled out dead on the floor. Now Ehud had escaped while they were delaying. When he passed the carved images, he escaped to Sarah. When he reached Sarah, he blew a trumpet in the Ephraimite hill country. The Israelites went down with him from the hill country with Ehud in the lead. He said to them, follow me for the Lord is about to defeat your enemies, the Moabites. They followed him, captured the fords of the Jordan River opposite Moab, and did not let anyone cross. That day, they killed about 10,000 Moabites, all strong, capable warriors. Not one escaped. Israel humiliated Moab that day, and the land had rest for 80 years. After Yehud came, Shamgar, son of Anath, he killed 600 Philistines with an ox goad. So he also delivered Israel. Psalm 24, a psalm of David. The Lord owns the earth and all it contains, the world and all who live in it. For he set its foundation upon the seas and established it upon the ocean currents. Who is allowed to ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may go up to his holy dwelling place? The one whose deeds are blameless and whose motives are pure, who does not lie or make promises with no intention of keeping them. Such godly people are rewarded by the Lord and vindicated by the God who delivers them. Such purity characterizes the people who seek his favor. Jacob's descendants who pray to him, Selah, look up, you gates. Rise up, you eternal doors, then the majestic king will enter. Who is this majestic king? The Lord who is strong and mighty. The Lord who is mighty in battle. Look up, you gates. Rise up, you eternal doors, then the majestic king will enter. Who is this majestic king? The Lord of heaven's armies. He is the majestic king. Selah. New Testament reading, Matthew chapter 8, verses 18 through 22, challenging professed followers. Now, when Jesus saw a large crowd around him, he gave orders to go to the other side of the lake. Then an expert in the law came to him and said, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus said to him, foxes have dens and the birds in the sky have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. Another of the disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, follow me 
and let the dead bury their own dead. Luke chapter 9, verses 51 through 62. Rejection in Samaria. Now when the days drew near for him to be taken up, Jesus set out resolutely to go to Jerusalem. He sent messengers on ahead of him. As they went along, they entered a Samaritan village to make things ready in advance for him. But the villagers refused to welcome him because he was determined to go to Jerusalem. Now when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to call fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they went on to another village challenging professed followers. As they were walking along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus said to him, foxes have dens and the birds in the sky have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. Jesus said to another, follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say goodbye to my family. Jesus said to him, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 23 through 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. Live to glorify God. Everything is lawful, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is lawful, but not everything builds others up. Do not seek your own good but the good of the other person. Eat anything that is sold in the marketplace without questions of conscience, for the earth in its abundance are the Lord's. If an unbeliever invites you to dinner and you want to go, eat whatever is served without asking questions of conscience. But if someone says to you, this is from a sacrifice, do not eat because of the one who told you and because of conscience. I do not mean yours, but the other person's. For why is my freedom being judged by another's conscience? If I partake with thankfulness, why am I blamed for the food that I give thanks for? So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Do not give offense to Jews or Greeks or to the church of God. Just as I also try to please everyone in all things, I do not seek my own benefit, but the benefit of many, so that they may be saved. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 1 be imitators of me, just as I also am of Christ. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God, I thank you for your word. Thank you, O oh God, for just the reminders and the narratives, O oh God, written therein, O oh Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for just the, the reminders, O oh Lord God, of what it means, O oh God, to really follow you, O oh God. So many of us say, oh God, you know, we'll forsake everything and follow you, oh God. But when it comes down to it and when it's time to do that, when it's time, oh God, to walk away from things, even from people, oh God, it can be hard. There can be hesitation, oh God, right? We can look back, oh God, and say, well, wait, 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 let me just do this one thing, Lord, and then I'll follow you. But oh God, would you help us, oh Lord God, to follow you and to know, oh God, that Jesus is the one thing, the one thing that's necessary. Oh God, we're worried about so many things, oh God. Just as um we saw in that Mary and Martha narrative, oh God. We I didn't read that today, oh God, but I, I that's coming to mind now, oh God, as as we're worried about so many things, bombarded with so many things, and, and some of these things are good, oh God, but one thing is necessary, and that is Jesus, following Jesus, sitting at the feet of Jesus, resting in the presence of Jesus. God, we thank you. I thank you, oh God, 
for your holiness. Thank you, O God, that you are good and that you are merciful, O God, and that you bear with our failings, you bear with our weaknesses, O God, and that you love, O Lord God, to be in fellowship with us and in communion with us, O Lord God, which is why you call us to singular devotion with us, O Lord God. Because, oh Lord God, you love us that much. So would you help us, oh God, to love you back, oh Lord God, and to know that you are our first love, oh Lord God. And may our lives reflect the priority and reflect, oh God, the reality of the depth of our love for you, God. I pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus was Jewish, and his Jewish identity informed every aspect of his work, words, and witness. So why does it seem that Judaism has little to do with our Christian discipleship today? Jennifer Rosner, a scholar of Jewish-Christian relations, takes us on a journey into the Jewish roots of Christian faith and practice. In her new book, Fighting Messiah, you'll rediscover the Jewish Jesus, and in so doing, experience a deeper and richer faith than ever before. Get your copy of Finding Messiah today at ivpress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code The Word. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Got something to say